One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. At the end of our live big interview with Alex McLeish, the former Scotland manager was good enough to stay around and answer questions from the audience. So we bring you that Q&A here on the big interview as a special bonus feature, because you're worth it. Alex tells the story of Alex Ferguson's attempt to orchestrate a move to bring the defender from Aberdeen to Old Trafford and how the Manchester United manager had a hand in discouraging bids from other English clubs. Ferguson was also aware of the importance of fitness right from the start. And Alec McLeish explains how that manifested itself during his time at Aberdeen, as well as giving his own views on the importance of recruiting experts to help ensure players stay at their physical peak. Plus, he talks about his decision to step down as the Scotland manager, what lies ahead in his career, while also telling one of the greatest anecdotes you're ever likely to hear. When Socrates showed Gordon Strachan... How a Brazilian takes a drugs test. I've got more questions, but we did promise you that you'd have the opportunity. So if there are a couple of questions uh, before we close, now's the time to put your hand up and take a microphone. Oh my God, there is. Right? So uh, our kind colleagues there have got microphones. You can just pick who you fancy. Worry about that gentleman there, and then the next one... We'll come over there. You're up. Okay, hi, Alex. Uh, um, junior club career at Aberdeen. I'm sure you'd have had lots of good offers to move uh, overseas and to other, other clubs in the UK. So what I want to ask is, can you tell us uh, what clubs came in for you and were you ever tempted by move? Um, I've been offered a couple of jobs in, in England that I feel are too low for me at, at the moment. Um, I did take the plunge and went abroad. For a couple of years, I did um, a, a stint in Belgium, and uh, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. It was um, it was quite a, a, a difficult season for the club. They were going through a transitional period where they they had to sell players before. It's a story of my life. Uh, sell players be, before we could buy, and um, but it was it was reasonably successful from the point of view when I went in there they were 13th and we finished um, 7th and um, that was a fantastic because the Belgians you know as we've seen and as we've seen and witnessed the amount of Belgians who are playing in top level football in Europe they're still coming off the production line you know there's a lot of tremendous talent out there. I had the good good uh, skills coaches and you know watching them training a big guy to do stepovers, you know, that, that uh, famous Ronaldo stepover and training and 
he assured me that he wouldn't tell him to do that in the penalty box. It was only really in training to get him familiar with the ball. And, and I took um, uh, a friend came over from um, UK to see the kids playing against Anderlecht. So the whole shooting match plays against Anderlecht, the whole shooting match from nines right through to the under 20s. And uh, this, this um, I, I said, what do you think of these under nines? What do you think of the under 11s? And it's, we're going from pitch to pitch. And I said, how does it compare to Premier League? And I said, night and day. He says, this is unbelievable. The, the standard here is, is higher than the Premier League. So I guess there's, there's, we've still got work to do in, in, in getting the best out of the academy kids. In terms of offers that you asked about, though, there was, not coaching, but you you very nearly end up at Old Trafford as well as a footballer. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alec Ferguson had a, a a deal with Aberdeen that he wouldn't come back for me and Willie Miller when he left to go to Man United. And I thought, how no? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I says, I, I'm no happy with that deal. <laughs> so he kind of stuck to his word a wee bit, and he. he I think he, got, he was allowed to get Jim Layton, but it, um, he, he also had a, an agreement with Aberdeen that, you remember we Joe Miller, Joe Miller that, that went to Celtic? He, Joe's a kid and he always liked Joe and he said, look, if anything happens with Joe, let me know. Or any clubs come in from, let me know as well. But Aberdeen sold him, sold him to Celtic, never consulted with Sir Alex. And he says, right, that's it, all bets are off, I'm coming for you. And so, in those days, no agents and stuff, you know, and it, it was difficult to kick managers' doors doing it the way that players do it these days with their agents, and it's pretty easy to get it on social media and get, get the word passed around that you want to leave. And um, I said, well, how am I going to do this to, to the boss, you know? And he said, right, well, what I'll do is I'll put a story in the papers on Sunday that Spurs want you. <laughs> he says, and then you go and chop his door on Monday and say, all this speculation about Spurs has kind of, you know, unsettled me. <laughs> Who knew, Sir Alex? Who knew? So, you know, on, and a little aside from that, a wee aside that I can tell you about as well, when I went to dinners in England, I met you know, a few managers, Terry Neal, the ex-Arsenal manager, and I said, Terry, Alec McLeish, nice to meet you. I know who you are. I tried to buy you. He says, but I phoned this guy. I think you know who. <laughs> and he put the fucking phone down. <laughs> excuse, my, excuse my friend, sorry, what he said was, no, <laughs> actually, that, that was wrong. What he said was, he told me to fuck off. <laughs> And, and I've met about four or five managers, and I've seen, how do did we know all about these things? But anyway, the Man United thing, he said that he started, he said, look, I'm, I'm going to get in in the act as well. Since Spurs are in for you, you know, I'm, I'm putting a bid into Aberdeen. And uh, that he, he thought legitimately that was the, you know, the, the bet, that he had, the agreement that he had with Aberdeen was nullified. So he tried a few offers, and I think he got up as high as 900 grand or something, and, then, and they said they wanted 1.4 million, which was a lot of money in those days, nothing now. And uh, he says, Alec, listen, I, I, no budging. He said, I just can't go any further. And a couple of weeks later, he bought 
Gary Pallister for two million quid and <laughs> Pallister was about eight years younger than me, so... Covering over Sir Alex Embarrassment. Thank heaven for John Mark Bosman. Thank heaven you stayed for the 1989 League Cup final and the 1990 Scottish Cup final. There's a microphone somewhere over here. Hello. Got one here. Fire away. Alec. Here, Alec. Here. Well, Straight here. <laughs> there we are. Yes, here. All right, right. Right, I'm stand oh. up. Right. That's better, right? How important do you think fitness is to players and to teams? And how important did Fergie find it? I can call him that because I went to school with All him. All right, well, <laughs> brilliant. Going high. Were you the janitor? I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, kidding, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, fitness was massive for Fergie, and uh, you know it, it's very, very important, and especially in the modern day when the pitches are so fast and uh, so demanding on players, and you know picking up injuries is growing strains. You really hard the hard pitches, but I think the speed of the game has increased no end, and fitness has become. The god of a lot of clubs, actually, there's a lot of managers are here about, uh, you know, they, they say 100 minutes in the red zone. As soon as they get to that 100 minutes, the whistle goes and everybody walks. So the guy could be through on the goals and, and with a second to go and the manager blows the whistle and everybody goes in. So that's a bit extreme, but the, the fitness levels are pretty incredible. And the sports scientists take care of it, the fitness coaches, Call them what you like, you know. Um, some people call them methodologists, you know, <coughs> but um, it's right. in my thing. It's a, a fitness coach, you know, and they're the, they're the guys who are trust, entrusted with that. These boys are all, um, you know, university degrees up to the hilt, and they they have become very important. And when you're building an infrastructure or you try to get a team round about you, then it's it's great that you can have people of that expertise. You know, it's like you want when Joe asks me to paint the kitchen, um, I'll say, "Well, I can't, but I know a guy who can." <laughs> and and that's 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 the, the the art of getting the right people in a booty. But fitness is massive. And Fergie, Fergie, you know, in, in the days of Fergie and, and um, Archie Knox. The, we would be running to the ground in the morning and we're think, thinking the afternoon session, let's, let's, um, let's, 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 that must be the last runs. And you can see the two of them scheming over in the corner, saying, right, okay, what will we give them now, you know? And then all of a sudden, you've got five, eight hundred metres today before you go back to Pataudry. And in those days, they were just doing it off their, their experience. And, uh, you know, we, in, in those days, Jock Steen as well, Roy, Roy Aitken told me that when they went back to Celtic Park for training, they used to run around the track and he said it was a blistering hot day and the, the sprinklers are on the ground. And to, to show you how far we've gone with, with um, you know, the, the food and the, the, water, the, the hydration, the Celtic players were running around and one of them ran onto the pitch to guzzle a bit of water. <laughs> and big joke says, hey, get away from that water! You know? <laughs> <laughs> and and, and you, you know how important water is now, the players drinking it every five seconds. So that's the 
a lot of the big changes? It's a great question. Fitness in the kitchen, 100 minutes in the red and white zone with the paint. <laughs> Who's got the microphone? Who's got the mic? Just say yes. Do you regret leaving Scotland when you did for Birmingham? Did, did I what? Regret leaving Scotland when you did to go to Birmingham. I, I didn't, didn't regret that because I, I felt that um, it was an ambition to coach in, in the Premier League and in England. And it also, I was really gutted, you know, that we, we didn't quite get over that final hurdle in the Italian game. You know, the that won each the chance for James McFadden when the ball went across the face of the box. You know, my life went before me. And, but for that, I would have been still in charge of the, the national team for, the, for that foreseeable future. But I, I, there was niggling at me that I wasn't going to be in any real action except for a friendly or two between then when Italy knocked us out and the, the start of the new season. So I felt I had to, I wanted to get back into day-to-day -day football as soon as possible. And I, and I think in the end it was, you know, it was a good decision, but of course leaving your national team is always a, a, a real biggie, you know. It's, it takes a lot of um, thinking about it to actually do it. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's one of the, the greatest accolades of my life, getting asked to, to manage Scotland. 1 size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Alec, I'm a Celtic fan, but I admire your achievements in the game. And I was just wondering, if you could sign one player from any era, who would it be and why? Any era? Yeah. Um... For me, it would it, it would be messy, you know. And, I, and I'm talking about the current era. You know, I, I can go back to my childhood days and the, the Brazil team of '70. You know, Pele was just an absolute god. And then to see this wee genius, you know, the, what he's done, Maradona as well. He would there would probably be an argument there between those two. But I think I've got to say that Messi has just 
mesmerised everybody for the last. How many years, Graham? Now, Messi been gone ten. He makes 12. his debut in about two thousand and four. Yeah, um, and he turns thirty in June. So potentially, what years. Alex talking about, there might be three, four more years. Genius, you know, absolute genius. And but there's been so many brilliant players I've seen through my career that I really love: Platini, uh, Cruyff, and um, you know these these guys that I spoke about. But I'd, I'd have to plump for Messi. Good answer. Um, hands are up everywhere. Who has the microphone? Because if you've got the microphone, you're in charge. Straight ahead, Alex. Alex, who was the best player you played against in your? Still not. Long. Sorry. Oh, Alex, who was the best player you played against in your long career? God, I, you know, I played against some some really top strikers. You know, in the World Cups and things like that, but. You know, we had a lot of rivalry with, with Celtic, and it's, it's hard to, to say one particular guy, but I, I tended to get annoyed more with the, the, the ones that bashed your face with their elbows and stuff. You know, the, the Roddy Hutchison's and the David Dodds in this world. And um, Coisty was never a problem, always in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, you know, great, great, some great players there, but there was, um, it was a big giant Swede, you know, we played, um, remember that game? Fucker. Yeah. Johnny Ekstrom. You did hear the Dons fan here. So, um, yeah, big, it wasn't Johnny Ekstrom, no, it was somebody before him, uh, Torbjorn Nielsen. Blimey heck. Yeah, that's a good one, eh? Aye. Google it. <laughs> I wish I could have Googled it. Um, we played at Petaudry, we, we, um, Sven Goran Eriksson was in charge of them. It, it was it, um, Gothenburg, Gothenburg, Gothenburg you know, of all uh, teams. And uh, we 2 2 at Petaudry. And this guy was six foot five and good in the air. I know I'm strong and he was holding me off. And it was, it was a really, really difficult game. It was probably one of the most difficult games in my career. I'm sorry it's no, no a big name, but I had, you know, um, played against Romario in my pocket. Uh, uh, Can Kareka, I throw one at you then? Kareka in my pocket. Yeah, but Kareka and Maradona made a great partnership at Napoli, and uh, Kareka was making through runs, you know, in that game. We, we played them in, um, what was it, 1990? 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, I says, because you're too fucking fast for me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to use tactics, you know. <laughs> so how can you, if, if, if Tor, whatever his name is, is not a big enough name, how can you not be throwing back the answer Socrates? Socrates, uh, um... <laughs> a big rival on and off the pitch. Well, Socrates was, uh, was unbelievable. He, uh, ju just a giant, a Adonis of a guy, you know, the six foot four or something, but a majestic footballer, even the way he walked down the street was brilliant. And, and, and after we, we played them and uh, we got doing in Seville, the 4-1 four, four game, David Neri goal, and after the game, Gordon Strachan and John Robertson were in the drugs testing. And I, I don't know what it is about Scots, but we kind of seem to do a piss after, <laughs> after a game, and it takes about 40 gallons of water, and the bus has to go, and you have to go in a car and catch up with them. I remember we left Hamden a few times, and 
we would win, we won the cup up to Glen Eagles. We we would um, have to leave the other players behind because they were taking so long to do a piss. But God, so Gordon and John Robertson are there, and he says, "Look, we can't do a piss." So we're, we're ages in there, we're drinking water, and and uh, we're trying to discuss how why the Brazilians are better than us. You know, Gordon says, "I'm sitting there with my my wee white skin, you know, and I'm I'm hiding my nipples and stuff." and and Robbo's, Robbo's saying, well, maybe it's because we like a baby and, uh, you know, and, and I like a smoke now and again, you know. And Gordon says, aye, but, the, you know, it's just the way these guys are made, their bodies, their rhythm. He says, it's that. He says, but I guess you're right, Robbo, there is a bit of that as well. And just that, uh, so Socrates walks in. God, am I losing this here? I'm, can you hear me all right? Socrates walks in with his wee speedos on. You know, big long legs, beautiful athlete, the curly hair, and he had a fag in his horn. <laughs> he had a fag in his horn and, and two bottles of beer and two fingers. <laughs> he gives it that. Guzzles <laughs> a beer. <laughs> Finished, no problem. Gordon and Rob were like that. Fucking hell! <laughs> and Socrates, Socrates says to the two of them, "You play a good game. Goodbye." <laughs> we, Unbelievable. We, we've been privileged tonight. It's been everything I expected. I think we've been chased out because as Socrates is queuing outside. We, we've maybe got, if the microphone's in somebody's hand, which it is. I think this is the last shot of the night. Hi, Alec. Uh, my question was going to be about Sir Alex, but there's been a few of them, so if this is the last one, I would just ask what's next for you. Um, yeah, uh, again, I feel as if I've, I've still got success in, me, in my, this body here. Um, you know, hopefully I'll be able to do a Ranieri of what he'd done last year, but not this year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just trying to wait on an opportunity, but, you, you know, to get... You never really get a, a, a fantastic opportunity, do you? You're normally always going to go in and do maybe a, some kind of firefighting job of sorts. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the great jobs are few and far between. I did speak to Rangers last week. It was only a chat and about the lay of the land. Uh, it seems as if um, they, they're going to go for the Portuguese guy. My, I would have been speaking to them again anyway if, if they'd say, look, Alec, we really want you. I would have wanted some other reassurances. Um, so I guess there was, there was um, a, a wee bit to go as far as that was concerned. But I declared my interest and uh, that I could help. I don't know where I'm going to go. I've spoken to, team, to people abroad again. There's a suggestion of maybe going to an, another national team. I had a chance to go to... Um, well, not Ghana, but one of the, the African countries. Uh, Obi Mayang is, is, the, is the lead striker there. But I looked at the squad and he's the only player I've got, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, I don't want to be getting into too many firefighting situations again. But um, something, from something. Barcelona maybe, because Luis Enrique's leaving at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. From Govan to Gabon, um, never mind Luis. Gabon, Gabon. Never mind Luis and Enrique leaving, you'd still got a game alongside Gerard Piquet. Um, not a hint of a lie, I believe that we've been speaking this evening um, to one of the great 
Scottish footballers, one of the great Scottish personalities. I think his personality has shone out tonight, and he used the phrase, I've still got success in me. It's really clear that that's true, not just from football knowledge, ability to be creative, take risks, go abroad, but to win trophies too. All I'd like you to do, please, is to show your appreciation of the fantastic man that is Alex McLeish. The Big Interview is produced by Backpage and me, Graham Hunter. The music you always hear, the music that you love, is Beer Jacket. You can keep up with everything that we do within reason. You can enter exclusive competitions and put your questions to our future Big Interview guests by getting on the mailing list at grahamhunter.tv. How many times do I have to tell you? Yes, several thousand of you have done it, but come on, slackers at the back, sign up. That grahamhunter.tv site is also where you can buy the new updated version of my book, Barca, The Making of the Greatest Team in the World. It's my account of the Guardiola era at the camp now, from 2008 until 2012, plus Tito, Tata and Adios Johan Cruyff. It is in all good bookshops now, but it does also make a big difference to all of us who've worked on the project. If you choose to buy direct at grahamhunter.tv, forward slash books you'll be sure to get the new edition and you will be helping us to continue producing independent content thanks for listening thanks for being there without you this would be fun but a lot less fun see you soon